0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Reading now from Politico.com. An influential think tank close to Donald Trump is developing plans to infuse Christian nationalist ideas in his administration, should the former president return to power, according to documents obtained by Politico spearheading? The effort is Russell Vaught, who served as Trump's director of the Office of Management and Budget during his first term. He's remained close to him. Vaught is frequently cited as a potential chief of staff in a second Trump White House. He is president of the Center for Renewing America. That is a leading think tank, a conservative consortium preparing for a second Donald Trump term. Joining us on the line right now to talk about this is Bradley Onishi. Bradley is the author of Preparing for War, The Extremist History of White Christian Nationalism and What Comes Next. He's also got a podcast that he co-hosts. It's called Straight White American Jesus. Mr. Onishi, welcome back to the show. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: We talked a little bit about this last time we had you on, but it was a full calendar year ago. Um, so let's refresh our audience. Give us an example, an explanation of what Christian nationalism is and how it crops up in our politics.
1: Yeah, I think the easiest way to define Christian nationalism is the idea that uh, Christian people of any kind should be privileged in the United States over others; that they should have an economic privilege or a cultural privilege, and in in many cases today, we see a political privilege. Uh, if If you look at data that sociologists use, uh, what you see are that folks that we would identify as Christian nationalists agree with statements like the federal government should declare the United States a Christian nation, or uh, the federal government should align itself more closely with the Christian church. Uh, You might see folks who argue that uh, this is a Christian nation because of its history, and therefore it should be a Christian nation now in terms of its laws and its policies. Uh, My sociologist friend uh, Paul Jupp at Denison University found in a study last year that 9% of Americans think that only Christians should be citizens, and that 14% of Americans think that the church should have veto power over uh, the Supreme Court and other uh, forms of legislation and decision-making in the country.
0: Wow. That's shocking. It is. I'm shocked.
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, in, <laughs> it, it, a lot of folks will tell me, well, that's only 9% of folks who think that are 14. And I guess for me, uh, that's not reassuring. That's given one the out idea of 10 B, You yeah. go out the street, you see yeah.
0: 10 people. One of, oh, good Lord. That's nuts. Oh, hey, too, I wanted to ask you, are you, are you still at Skidmore?
1: I'm actually at the University of San Francisco. Okay, great. This.
0: I need to update my records here. Are you a, a professor of religion there, assistant professor?
1: Yeah, I'm faculty in religion.
0: Gotcha. Okay, excellent. Just want to make sure we get a little bit of that background info out there. Okay, so let's talk about Russell Vought. Uh, what role does Russell Vought and the Center for Renewing America, and for the purposes of this conversation, we can just say the CRA, uh, what role do they hope to play in a second Trump term?
1: Well, I, I think what we're seeing uh, in broad terms are uh, a lot of planning ahead for Trump 2.0. Trump's first term was marred by... Uh, Cruelty and by a lot of uh, Approaches to governance that were uh, In many ways uh, (laughs) Hurtful to to Certain populations of the United States However, it was also marred by Disorganization and dysfunction Well, in order to ward that off You have folks like the Heritage Foundation And the CRA That are working really hard to say all right, if and when Trump is back in office uh, We're going to have very detailed plans In place to get our policies And objectives uh, uh, implemented. So Russ Vought is not a fringe figure. This is somebody who was part of uh, the Trump administration, the office of uh, the OMB, and he is somebody who is thinking really clearly about the ways he wants uh, Christian nationalist ideas to be implemented. Russ Vought is a close uh, associate and colleague with William Wolfe, one of the most notorious right. Christian nationalists on social media. Uh, Wolfe talks about ending no-fault divorce Uh, He talks about the ways that he thinks Christian and biblical values should be legislated in our country and that if you don't obey those, then you should be under punishment somehow. So these are the kinds of ideas we're getting from these guys. In addition, though, they are on board with uh, some of the other things we've heard coming out of uh, Trump uh, allies in preparation for another term, such as using the Insurrection Act on day one. Uh, in order to quell uh, disruptions and and uprisings and protests. And so the Christian nationalist vision is about a a narrow biblical morality. Uh, It's also about using force to uh, get what you want Mm. uh, in the United States public square.
0: Is there much of an appetite for this stuff in Congress and in state governments? Uh,
1: Unfortunately, there is. Uh, What we're seeing uh, is that... um, State governments are taking their cues from what they've seen with Trump's first administration and the ongoing uh, work of the people who were in it. So in places like Tennessee, we had a bill passed uh, just recently that that makes it okay for any uh, civil servants to not solemnize marriages. So uh, if I show up at the courthouse and say I'm two men who want to get married, uh, the civil servant there could say, yeah, sorry, not doing that. But they also could say that to maybe— a black person and a white person, or an Asian person and a white person, and say, well, my religion just doesn't let me do that with interracial marriages, so we're we're not going to have that. Uh, We saw this in Alabama just recently with the ruling about embryos uh, being people. Uh, To me, uh, if one reads the concurring opinion by Chief Justice of Alabama, Tom Parker, how does he justify this? Well, he justifies the opinion using the Bible, using Christian theologians like Thomas Aquinas, and christian manifestos uh, we're seeing attempts to pass really 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 narrow uh bans on reproductive rights and abortion to the point where women might be arrested on the highway if they're going uh across state lines to get an abortion uh in in states across the south so all of that to say there are state legislatures who are very much chomping at the bit to implement this kind of vision and then speaker of the house mike johnson is an ardent christian nationalist who has said openly he, that he wants to make his biblical worldview the, the one that uh, governs the United States government. And so uh, I could talk for hours and hours and hours mm-hmm. about the way that Mike Johnson is trying to do that in our Congress.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going back just a second. I'm glad you mentioned Alabama and interracial marriage. I, this just, uh, I, I learned this just a few days ago. The forbiddance of interracial marriage was in Alabama's state constitution until the year 2000. It hasn't even been an entire quarter century since Alabama, technically on the books, forbid black people and white people to get married, which I just thought was shocking. Second time I'm shocked.
1: And I think people think, well, that's ridiculous. It's 2024. Come on. You know, you can't you can't go down those roads anymore. And I I just would say, how many times did you think that over the last eight years? Mm -hmm. And here we are down those roads. So.
0: Okay, so uh, let's talk about specific areas areas of policy. And, like, what policy areas is the influence of Christian nationalism potentially the most influential, where they can make the biggest splash right away? We talked a little bit about reproductive care and abortion already. What else?
1: Well, I think you could see uh, people like Russ Vought uh, influencing Trump to sign a lot of executive orders saying, hey, not only can trans people who are, uh, you know, under the age of 18, not get care, but uh, there's no, uh, no trans person in the country who's going to have HRT available to them in order to uh, e- enable their transition, right? So that's one. Um, we could think about uh, Trump creating uh, a Christian prejudice or Christian bias task force that tries to root out anything they take to be uh, anti-Christian sentiment in our schools or in our public square, Such that if one criticizes, say, uh, you know, certain ideas, certain policies, certain figures, uh, and they are deemed anti-Christian, well, maybe they're now uh, in the full scope of the federal government and and being visited by uh, various uh, branches uh, therein. We can think of expansions of the idea of religious liberty such that uh, folks can enter into the uh, American public square and say, you know, this is a hair salon and it's for straights only. Uh, sorry. And, and if you come in here and uh, you want a haircut that I don't think men should be getting or you're dressed in a certain way, uh, you can go ahead and, and just not come in because we don't do that here because we're, we're, we don't promote that agenda or blah, 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 blah. So you can see very quickly the ways that executive decisions would, would certainly uh, take effect in the areas of abortion reproductive rights in gender, uh, in the idea that being a Christian is the right way to be an American, and if you criticize that, you might get in trouble. And then finally, we we would see it in foreign policy, uh, no doubt. Uh, When it comes to support for Israel, uh, you would see ardent and unwavering support. But when it comes to support for Ukraine in its fight against Russia, you would start to see, as we have already uh, the, 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 the support being pulled away and the idea that Vladimir Putin should be left to do whatever he wants, because he's a great Christian leader of a great Christian nation.
0: Russ Vaught is, uh, really pushing a, a restrictionist immigration agenda. How does this, uh, how does the CRA's agenda align with bedrock Christian principles in regards to immigration?
1: Yeah. yeah thanks for bringing up immigration. Cause I, I haven't mentioned that yet and it's really important, uh, so, you know, Russ Vaught is not out of step with many people in the Republican Party these days who uh, are basically uh, demonizing folks who come from other countries. Uh, we know that Trump uh, basically paraphrased Mein Kampf on the uh, campaign trail when he when he talked about immigrants poisoning the blood of the nation. Uh, he continues to talk that way and says that they're destroying our country. Uh, he says that they're bringing – I mean, he said this the other day. They're bringing in languages no one's ever heard of. Uh so what we're seeing is that immigrants are being uh, envisioned as the bogeyman that is ruining the, the country. And so when Vaught and Trump uh, argue for this, uh, they're basically saying that the United States should be a Christian country. But in addition, and, and it should be uh, predominantly a white Christian country. Now, it doesn't mean if you're already here and you're not white, you have to leave, but it just means that we, we don't want it a country where – white folks, white Christian folks are not the predominant and most influential group of of people here. So we need to keep it that way. And that's that's one of our goals. And so that restrictionist immigration policy uh, comes from this idea that Jesus calls us to love everybody, but he calls us to love everybody differently. If you're like me, I'm supposed to love you more. Well, I don't know about you, Ian, but that scares me. That sounds a lot like the kinds of thinking that leads to Justifying racism, justifying xenophobia, and justifying hurting those that are not like you in the name of saving your great country. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay, just a few minutes left here. Uh, So you said in the first Trump administration, it was disorganized, and you know a lot of a lot of attrition, a lot of turnover in these key positions, and we're expecting. now, in the case of a second Trump administration, that's not going to be the case, right? Between Project Twenty Twenty Five and everything else, there's going to be a much more organized and concerted effort to push these kinds of policies out. So, what barriers are there in place if we can't just rely on the Trump White House being disorganized? How can the American public resist this?
1: Well, they can. We can resist it by preemptively stopping it. That's that's our best hope: mm-hmm. is uh, making sure that there is no Trump second term, because one of the things that clear is clear is that Trump sees a second term as his uh, his chance for absolute revenge. He said it the other day, uh, and he sees this as his uh, his opportunity to take retribution on all of his enemies. Uh, he also, I think, is is basically telling everyone, "I'm going to do what I want, and I dare you to try to stop me." You could be the Supreme Court. You could be uh, some bureaucrat in the State Department, you could be somebody who works for the DOJ, I am going to find a way to get rid of you, to go through you, and the guardrails will do nothing this time to stop me. Mm -hmm. That is the vision we're getting. And so if we don't want that, the time is not in November or January, the time is now to preemptively stop it.
0: Speaking of stopping, we better do it here. We're out of time. Bradley Onishi is my guest. He's the author of Preparing for War, The Extremist History of White Christian Nationalism. Where can we find that book? You
1: can find that anywhere you get books, Amazon, bookshop.org, uh, Barnes & Noble, and uh, at broadleafbooks.com.
0: Okay, very good. Bradley Onishi, thanks again for your time. We'll have you again back. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. There he goes. We'll step away here and come back with what I'm sure are comments from you, the listening audience, in reaction to what you just heard. really want to hear from you, and I got space to do it. Give me a call, shoot me a text. It's 504 260 1870. Those of you on hold, I promise I'll get to you as quickly as I can. Step away and take care of some business. I'm Ian Hokin for Scoot. We'll be right back after this. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network